Fixin' 2 is brought to you by Lone Star Windows and Siding. Go to LoneStarSiding.com. If you are embarrassed of your home's curb appeal, if you have struggled with home maintenance, or are overwhelmed with all the confusing jargon, we can help with a free estimate at LoneStarSiding.com. Welcome to the Fixin' 2 podcast, where we believe it's better to do a little maintenance now than have to do major repairs later. This is part two of a two-part series where we talk to Alan Martin from the insurance stop. So, they've got to pay attention and read that. Okay. Now, the other part of that is, a lot of this damage, if it's not repaired now, you, you have those same problems, but I know the majority of the companies even I work with now, they're using the age of your roof as a rating factor. So, if you have a brand new roof, your premium's lower than if your roof's 15 years old. Well, if you're still with the same company, but you never actually let them know you replaced your roof, well, you're still paying a higher premium than you should be. So once you get your repairs made, you've got to let your insurance company know that you've completed all those repairs. So getting the repairs done could actually lower your oh, premiums. Yeah. Wow, I did not know that. That's yeah. interesting. And the thought process is they've done research over the last 10 years or so that when we have these small storms that come up, mm -hmm. You know, a storm like we had here in 2013 where it was really big hail, really strong winds, there's not any, it doesn't matter how old a roof or how old siding is or anything like that. It just doesn't matter. That's going to get, there's going to be damage. Mm -hmm. But when we have little pea-sized hail or little dime-sized hail, and it's, you know, to me, it's not a big deal. Well, to some customers, boy, that's a bad hailstorm and they should get their roof replaced. Well... If they've got a brand new roof, the likelihood of their actually being damaged to that roof is slim to none until they have a really big hell event. Mm -hmm. And so the insurance companies have kind of put those numbers together and it shows that the newer that roof is, the longer we typically can go without having to replace it. Mm -hmm. The older they get, the smaller the hailstones have to be mm -hmm. to damage it. Sure. And so that's where, uh, that's where we get on that. No, in a lot of cases too, uh, we, we've run across um, like a storm window will be busted out, and mm -hmm. um, you know you, you take a look at the customer's paperwork. Yeah, they man, the adjuster was on their game there. They they paid for that storm window, but the the, the customers kind of wanting a full replacement, thinking well they should pay me for a full replacement, and uh, something we run across uh, a lot of where. You have to explain to, to, to a lot of people that, uh, look, the insurance is there to pay for light, kind, and quality. Right. And uh, not, not to upgrade. Upgrade's great. I mean, if, if you're willing to, to make the extra cost, it, it'll only add value to your home. And from what you said, if you do, if you go from a 30-year roof to a class four uh, lifetime warranty, that only helps you in the long run, too, as well, right? Man, Jason, I hope that the <laughs> cops are not coming for you. Yeah, they caught up with me. For the fire department. Uh, <laughs> I'm nervous about these fires. Yeah, uh, it's a fire department going by. Okay. Yeah, uh, you're absolutely right, Jason. And, and this would present also an excellent opportunity to do an upgrade if you right. wanted to. And you can do that on roofing, siding, windows, or anything. Uh, but you would just be responsible for the upgrade cost. The, right. The but, but, yeah, if you've got 30-year-old windows that got busted out and the insurance is giving you a little bit of money, take that and, and, and uh, add to it and well, get a modern upgraded right. window is a great time to do that kind of stuff. And on any of that kind of stuff, whether it's on your roofing, your um, flooring, not so much, but 
your roofing, your windows, your siding, your any of your HVAC, your heating, your, your water heaters, plumbing, any of the things in your home, anytime you do a pretty substantial upgrade to anything, it's always a good idea to let your insurance provider know because there are credits that are available on most policies for updates to your home. Because if you're updating things, it's kind of like plumbing. Well, if you've updated the plumbing, whether it's something simple like you went around to all of your sinks and replaced the supply lines underneath, well, that's an upgrade to your plumbing and making it more current. Well, insurance companies love that because the majority of the claims that they pay on like water damage, the, the biggest one is from the supply line to the washing machine breaking. Well, you replace that, well, now you've substantially cut down the likelihood of that happening. And so anything you do like that is always a good idea. Now, back to if you have a significant hailstorm and we have an event like we had in 2013, one thing that I did find surprisingly interesting was I have customers all the time call me about putting on like a class 4 roof which is a hail resistant roof. Now, because even a class four roof in a really, really strong hailstorm, it's gonna get damaged. It just lasts longer in the small hail. So a really big storm, that doesn't matter. Because of that, the majority of companies have kind of backed off of the big discounts they give people for a class four roof, but there's still some discounts available out there. Um, but I know I had I can think just real quick, probably 10 to 15 customers who went from a traditional 30-year roof to a class 4 roof because they actually could get the class 4 roof for the same price or maybe a $100 difference mm -hmm. instead of it being a couple of thousand difference because when you have a major hell event like that, materials, they don't have enough materials just sitting around at Lowe's and Home Depot or the contractor supply houses mm -hmm. to roof every house in Amarillo. So now we've got to wait for materials to get in. Mm -hmm. Well, roofers could get those class four roofs immediately. And they were waiting on the 30 year shingles to come in. Mm -hmm. Well, they have crews that they've contracted with to do these roofing. They've got to have something for them to do or they're going to go do something else. Mm -hmm. So they were putting class four roofs on for the same price as a 30 year roof to keep their guys working. Mm -hmm because they could get the materials. And the company was taking the risk. The actual contractor company was, well, not the risk, but the... the Whatever the difference, yeah. He was absorbing the difference in cost because it's what he had to do to keep... Right. Well, then he could get those in stock as well. So he mm -hmm. now wasn't having to wait. And that's the other thing you see as we have these storms go on or these big storm events. And that's another part of the being patient. But you also have to understand that's where you've got to have a relationship with your contractor You've got to make sure you foster your contractor and your insurance provider having a little bit of a relationship because as we go through a year of fixing roofs, well, the prices all change. I know we have a major event. Well, my companies will start sending out that the price list has changed once a month. Those prices go up because as we run short of shingles across from all the suppliers and the manufacturers, well, it's supply and demand. Sure. If there's a huge demand, well, they're going to raise that price so that we can, you know, they're going to make their money. Well, mm -hmm. now it makes your price go up. So even if your contractor came and gave you an estimate, well, by the time you get around to it six months later, 
that price could change just because your material costs have changed. I mean, and I'm sure you guys run into that on Absolutely. windows and things. So, sure. uh, you, you know, that's something that people have to understand as well. That it that still, it's a whole process. We got to understand how it's going to work. Basic but supply they can, and demand. Sure. In 2004, the when that big hailstorm hit Amarillo, there it was hard to get glass. Right. So many windows were broken, and you know they they didn't have it in stock. So they, they had to manufacture it, and it just took right. a while to get some of that Takes stuff. Takes time. Yeah. Part of the being patient process. That's part right. of that yeah. being yeah. patient. That's why, like I say, that's one of my big things. <laughs> you got to be patient because yeah. this isn't going to, yeah. none of this is going to happen fast yeah. when you have a big event. Uh, on another thing, that light kind and quality is a huge part of this. Uh -huh. So if you have a three-tab shingle roof and you would like to go get a, an architectural 30-year comp, you know, yeah, really nice roof. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the insurance company's not going to pay for that. Right. Much like if you have vinyl siding and you want to go back with some hardy siding or something steel, steel siding, yeah. something mm -hmm. that's going to be a little more durable, well, they're probably not going to pay you for that. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and people tend to not understand that. They don't understand, in, like on the storm windows, they don't have to replace the whole window. They've got to replace a pane of glass if it's broken out. Mm -hmm. We run into some issues sometimes on those double pane insulated windows. Mm -hmm. And I know some of that has changed, how that works. Because I know uh, my parents had built a house and it had those all through it. And then we had a storm right after they built it. And then well, the only way to replace the windows that they had at that time were to replace the whole unit. Mm -hmm. right. But they couldn't even get anybody out there really to do it. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, contractor did it in the house when it was new, mm -hmm. but... Technology changes so right. quick in windows. You know, yeah. It's hard to find the same thing. So. Yeah, there's uh, there's also a process of... Uh, they, they weld the frames on vinyl windows, so you mm -hmm. can't disassemble the window frame to get the glass out. In, in many cases, depending on the manufacturer, you literally just need to replace the whole window because you just can't get right. that the glass and then you know you want uh, a glass uh, the glass uh, on a double pane window from one uh, manufacturer to the next one can vary in, in width so it's kind of like trying to put Ford parts on a right. Chevy it's just not going <laughs> to work. work yeah <laughs> yes the both Ford and Chevy have have wheels but you can't take the Chevy <laughs> wheels and put them on the Ford it just they don't right you know. so, uh, so that that is uh, we run across that a lot in the window department yeah all right. Well, we are all the way up to uh, letting the insurance know about the updates you do to your home. Right. Of course, we expanded on that. Is there anything else you wanted to add to that? Or well, just to the process in general? Yeah. Well, the process in general. You've got to protect your property. Mm -hmm. Show some patience. Mm -hmm. Get your claim turned in. Get your adjuster out. If at any, One thing I would add in there is insurance people are people and not everybody's perfect and so oftentimes if you have an issue with an adjuster i've had people call me before and say well i want to change insurance companies because i'm not happy with claims well that's probably the number one reason why people call me and if there weren't problems with claims i would probably not be in business mm -hmm. but when it comes to getting your claims settled if you have a problem with your adjuster, if it is just not working very well, mm -hmm. you are not stuck having to deal with that person solely. Mm -hmm. So 
any, I tell people all the time, I don't hear anything about claims. The longer that things go on in the insurance world, the less and less they want their agents. Mm -hmm. Or if you have it direct with like Liberty Mutual, they don't want their customer service people to have anything to do with claims. That's why there's completely separate phone numbers. Mm -hmm. they, they want to keep all of that separate. Insurance companies don't want us as agents to be involved in the claims process. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have a problem, though, that's part of my job is to help make sure we get that problem fixed. So if you and an adjuster have reached an impasse and we need to get a second opinion or something, once again, you got to be patient. I've got one right now that we're going on three months just mm -hmm. trying to get a, a roof paid for that should have been paid for. Mm -hmm. Well, we're doing everything we can do, but the insurance company is still the one that writes the check. They're still the one that holds the bag, so mm -hmm. to speak. So we have to kind of go through their process, but there is a process. There is a way to, you don't have to just settle for what an adjuster tells you. If you so strongly you disagree. If there is a disagreement right. there, you have a recourse and right. you can go a different route. Right. If, if and on that, to expand on that as well, I know that since we had the big storm in 13, there's constantly things from these law offices wanting you to contact them. My two best friends in the whole world are attorneys, so I don't for any moment think attorneys are all bad. However, when it comes to your property and dealing with insurance companies, the worst thing you can do in most situations is call an attorney until you have absolutely no other option. So because your adjuster comes out and you don't like him, that's not the reason to go get the guy from the TV that's telling you, have you had storm damage? Call me. I'll get you your money. Well, he's going to get him some money, too. Mm -hmm. So that I just I try to tell people, let's go with the process first. Mm -hmm. Let's work through all the things. Because even your policy, if you get your policy out, which nobody ever gets that policy out and reads, that 60 pages of legal stuff that nobody yeah. ever reads. Right. I have a few customers that have, and it's always interesting that they call and have questions. Mm -hmm. And... Now they understand things a little bit better because it's written in there. Mm -hmm. So there's a process. If you're not happy about something, how this is all supposed to work. And so if you let the process take care of itself, probably 95 to 100% of the time, things work out. Because the last thing the insurance company wants to do as well is wind up like in court over a roof. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we want to all get to the same place. Once, once again, we're back to the patients. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yes, sir. You know, I'm going to turn the table here a little bit, too. You're talking about sometimes an adjuster doesn't see eye to eye with a customer. You know, it could be that way with a, with a contractor as well. 90% of the contractors are wonderful. You know, if they've done this for a while, they know how to deal, they know how to speak the insurance language, that's great. But I would definitely like to point out there are those out there, I think you need to be leery of, that want to make you money on a claim. Uh -huh. you, know, you, you know, you've got to, I think, when you go down that road, it, it is definitely a, a slippery slope. That slippery is a, slope. Yeah. it is a you very know, slippery slope. slope. There are things that happen in claims that we all know kind of tend to happen as far as the insurance company has an estimate. Now your contractor has the estimate. We'll see if we can shift money from over here to over here to try to make sure you're taken care of the best way possible. However, at the end of the day, legally, you're 
you're in you're entitled to get your insurance or your property back to the way it was before the storm. That's the point. Less your deductible. Mm -hmm. Your reputable contractors, the ones that you can trust are going to be there for you, are not going to try to make you money on a claim. They're going to try to make sure your property is back to where it was supposed to be. Or in some cases know. even a little better, like you said, right. when the roofers want to put in that, that little upgraded shingle or right. something like that, we run across that sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. uh, this... If a, if a certain material would take uh, another four weeks to order, but we've got this one in stock, yeah, it costs us more, but then we could get the project done and make the customer happy, we're absolutely right. going to take that route. Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, and so to your point, though, you're not supposed to be making money off of an insurance claim. That's not the point. The point is to get your property back to at least where it was before, if not better. Correct. Because now you have a brand new roof. You don't have a 10-year-old roof. Mm -hmm. So automatically it's going to be better but you're not supposed to be able to go on vacation exactly. and take the kids to Disneyland because you got a hailstorm. Right. That's the not the point. The reason I said that is, I mean, sometimes you come across a customer said, hey, this so-and-so said, man, I'm going to have this much left over. What can you do? Well, it's not about that, you know. It's <laughs> exactly. back in your house back to its uh, original state or better. Right. And, uh, anyways. and we, we have examples of that all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you sure have provided us with an excellent list of things. Of course, let's uh, just to recap there is uh, you want to uh, secure the property after a hailstorm and then be patient. Uh, call your insurance company or a contractor uh, and, and get things started there and pre preferably start with the local, local contractors. Uh, get the adjuster involved um, and then, uh, you know, know the expiration date of your of your insurance or the claim that's an, something great to know uh and then also just let insurance know how uh if you do any major upgrades to your house these are great right. great tips that you brought uh to the show today and i appreciate Super. it and uh, mm -hmm. if uh anybody needs to get a hold of you uh how can they get a hold of they you? can reach me at the insurance stop we're at 8501 southwest 34th uh right off of sansi and 34th uh, my phone number is 806-359-7867. Well, thank you for joining us. And uh, if we have uh, any further shows we want to visit with you about, can we give you a holler? Anytime. All right. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Thank you. If you have a home repair question you would like to have answered on the podcast, email us at info at LoneStarSighting.com. We have a free PDF called After the Storm. You can get it at LoneStarSighting.com. In there, you'll find helpful steps you can follow if you ever need it. It's completely free. This has been Fixin' 2 Podcast, Episode 4, Part 2, talking with Alan Martin from The Insurance Stop. Thank you for listening, and remember, it's easier to do a little maintenance now than have to do major repairs later.